Welcome to episode four of the Envision Breathwork podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Mr. Alex Wolf. Alex is the founder of Eons, a biotech wellness brand that uses functional mushrooms to enhance the quality of your life. In fact, I've just begun to use the Eon Smart Mushroom Coffee today, and I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm feeling super productive today. Alex is a biohacking enthusiast, a disciple of plant medicine, and a believer that nature contains everything we need for a healthy, beautiful, and meaningful life. His life's goal is to bring this insight to the world at large. As you're about to learn, Alex is a big fan of breathwork and originally found conscious breathing as a commercial and corporate jet pilot as well as a military flight instructor. His main modalities to stay healthy include cold exposure, gut health, and breath work. One of my favorite quotes from him is, if someone spent a whole year just paying attention to their breath, it would be more effective than a year of therapy. In our podcast today, we go over two breathtaking stories where Alex used breathing techniques to stay calm in aviation emergencies, plus his own protocols for staying healthy. I hope you enjoy this podcast with none other than Mr. Alex Wolf. So, Alex, tell me, are there any big moments in your life where breathwork has made all the difference? Absolutely. Breathwork has been a big part of my life. Ever since I was uh, a teenager, I became a pilot at, at 17 years old, and I was a commercial pilot at 20 years old. And Believe it or not, that's where I was introduced to conscious breathing and, and breath work, even though I before I knew it was actually breath work. I, I read a book called The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle, and he talks about the power of the conscious breath. And, you know, myself being a young pilot who is pretty adventurous and known to push the limits, I got myself into quite a few different situations, uh, hairy situations. and. In those hairy situations, it was the power of of breathing, conscious breathing. That's what got me through it. So, for one example, I remember I was I was chartering a plane back from I think it was North Carolina to Florida. So, what that means is I would get hired to go pick up a plane and fly it into a maintenance center at a different airport. So, I picked up a plane in North Carolina. I'm flying it to Florida, and the gas gauge stopped working. And the the fuel the plane began to run low on fuel, you know. So the fuel emergency fuel light came on, and you know I'd been training for this for I trained for this for years, but when it happens for real, it's it, it's pretty intense, you know. So the fuel gauge is on. I'm looking for the closest airport. I remember seeing there's two different options. There's you know a a regular size like a, a decent size international airport that's like 20 miles away. And then there's a little airstrip, probably actually was like a, a, a like a almost like a farmer's field, oh. like ten miles away. So it was like one of those split decisions. But I didn't know if they would actually have fuel at the farmer's field little airstrip. So I I went for the bigger airport, and it was it was intense. You know, like the, you're you're doing everything you can just to stay present and in those moments, the focusing on the breath was really what got me through it, you know, just one breath at a time, staying calm, staying dialed in. And, you know, it just it enabled me to put the fear aside of what could go wrong and just focus in that moment and maintain control of the plane and fly it perfectly to get there 
without running out of fuel. You know, we landed and thank God everything was all right. And we had fuel there and we were able to continue on with the trip, like as if nothing happened. But it was a really, it was really intense, but it was because the power of conscious breathing that I was able to to make it there. That That's, that's amazing that, you know, I had a, a skydiver on the podcast a few weeks ago. And he was sharing like, you know, you don't have that much time, right? When things go wrong. And um, you probably watch Mentor Pilot, you know, like where every, the, this YouTube series, you know, uh, analyzing the little things that happen, right? Yeah. And if you can nip it in the bud at the start and, you know, just be calm from the start of the problem where, you know, wherever it comes from is irrelevant. That's what makes all the difference. And then there's like, there's no drama, right? That's That's the great part is usually you're able to to calm things down. I'm curious, is there, is there a breathwork technique that you come back to in these moments? Do you just tell yourself, exhale slowly? Is it the, you know, just forcing your mind to pay attention to the sensation? What you, you use the, the term conscious breathing a lot. What does that entail for you? Yeah. So it's a little bit of all the things you mentioned, Alex, it's focusing on the inhale, you know, extended inhale for four or five seconds, really focusing on that. Sometimes even holding it for a few seconds, just being really aware of that and then extending the exhale as long as possible, ideally all through the nose. I find that makes a big difference. I'm sure there's some science to back that up that I'm I'm not super familiar with, but this is what I've heard. And yeah, just getting in that, that state, that flow state, that breathing, that breathing induces so well, it's, it's it's such a gift, you know, it's, it enables you to do things that you never thought you were able to do. And for myself, that just happened so many times when flying the airplane, stressful situations, turbulence, weather, thunderstorms, equipment breaking, uh, so many things, you know, being rerouted and it's like, okay, just breathe through it. And one moment at a time and, you know, just get there safely. Yes. Yeah. That, that's amazing. Is there, is there another story? on how the breath has shown up in big moments? There's so many, really. One that, mm-hmm. that comes to mind, totally different modality, was in my martial arts phase. You know, I practiced martial arts for quite a few years, started with boxing, then got into Muay Thai and kickboxing, and then, you know, got got beat up by some jujitsu and wrestling guys. So I was like, okay, I need to get a ground game going on. So I started wrestling and uh, started then from there, started doing knife fighting with Cali. So, but it wasn't really until I really started getting better at my controlling my breathing while fighting, because, you know, it's such a, things are happening so fast, so intensely. And like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. So once you start getting punched in the face, it's, you're, you're, it's hard not to, to get upset, get angry, self-talk gets involved. So my trick always was really just focus on breathing again, even though how intense and stressful things could get, even when you're on the ground and some guys got you in a good position on the ground is like, okay, really get a hold of your breath, slow it down. And, um, that was the thing that was able to, to get me through a lot of these heavy sparring sessions was like just going into further rounds by, by controlling my breath, slowing down my breath. And then I could go into a, a couple of rounds later. And then the other guy was getting tired. He didn't have the same breath you know, control that I did. And, uh, that was my advantage. A lot of the time was just like, okay, like let's just breathe through this and, and, um, extend the fight. That's that's so funny that you, you talk about martial arts. Um, I think it was 
last year around this time with the men's group I was leading, we started uh, boxing at Zilker Park. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of gentlemen, first time, right? First time putting on gloves, um, you know, if we even got to that. And the first thing you notice is they're breathing like crazy, right? They're jumping <laughs> all up and down. And by 30 seconds in, they're gassed, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's done. And I think what, what you're talking about is so important is it's the slowing down, right? It's, mm-hmm. um, it's this idea of like, you know, fight or flight states is what the, the mouth breathing, um, you know, intensely out of control is going to get you into. And that's not the, the best way to handle things, um, whether it's, you know, martial arts. Um, I'm a triathlete and it's, you know, mm-hmm. all about slowing your breath down um, so you can endure for, for longer. That's yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, So, you know, um, for our our listeners who um, don't know too much about you, you you do quite quite a lot. um, Right. (laughs) You know, know, I've read, you know, you're you're biohacking disciple of plant medicine. You really believe that nature, um, you know, contains everything that we need. And I'm curious, you know, with your friends, your family, customers, clients, whatever it is, do you um, you have suggestions on how the breath should come into their lives, no matter, you know, what they're up to. Do you, do you uh, give people ideas on how to use breath work in their daily lives? And maybe you can talk about cold exposure, gut health, or these other areas that you're passionate about. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, I'm an entrepreneur now. I've been an entrepreneur for, for seven years and even breath work in the boardroom really helps as well, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, it was really around 2019 when I first discovered, you know, all this stuff as a modality. I was doing conscious breathing, like I said, as a pilot and, and into martial arts. But then I hit a wall in 2019. I was living in Los Angeles, California at the time. I was running another business. It was my, my second business, a CBD business. And there was a lot of pressure around uh, the startup. You know, we, had, we were building this company and there was a lot of expectations around CBD. It was the next big thing. And I started hitting a wall, you know, and my, it wasn't enough. I still had, I was getting brain fog and fatigue and anxiety and I was trying to, you know, do these modalities, but it wasn't really working. And it wasn't until I got a call from a shareholder one day checking in on me. And and usually when a shareholder calls Alex, it's, it's really just, they want to hear optimism and things are going well, and this is our plan to move forward. And I had all those things, but I was really struggling at that time. I was really had this anxiety and this brain fog that I never really experienced before. So I I took the opportunity to tell them the truth, you know, and I said, I I have this brain fog and I'm working out and I'm, I'm meditating, but I still can't seem to shake this. And he said three words to me that, that changed my trajectory. He said, heal your gut. And I said, tell me more. And he said, I've been studying the gut biome for 20 years. And if you could come to understand the relationship between your gut, your brain, the sun, the soil, fungi, and beyond, said you'll upgrade your relationship to nature and you'll shift from a consumer to a co-creator in this world. And that's what be. So I was like, wow, I was amazed by that. So I began studying the gut biome, how it relates to the sun and soil and fungi. And I learned that, you know, the gut, the gut is, is so it's so imperative for our health. It's 80, 85% of the immune system is in our, is in our gut. And there's an axis that goes from our gut to yeah. our brain and they call the gut, the second brain. So anyway, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I learned and how mushrooms played a factor in this. So I really got it involved in functional mushrooms and then 
microdosing and then psychedelic mushrooms. And that became, you know, my new obsession. And I paired this with breath work for real. I took mm -hmm. a breath work course and I cold exposure. And between those things, taking a functional mushroom protocol, um, doing breath work every day, Wim Hof, you know, I was doing yep. the Wim Hof method 10 minutes every morning and then cold exposure after I radically shifted my health in a matter of weeks. And it was a bit major, major difference. And everything in my life improved. My relationships improved. My business improved. Everything improved. So I, those we have become my anchors, you know, has been mushrooms, um, yeah. breath work, and cold exposure. So I, to anybody listening at home, those are things that I'd really, really, really recommend. They're all natural things that anybody can really, you know, do easily. And um, yeah, it's been such a gift. So those are three things. And like I said, they're all natural. And it just yeah. reminded me to start spending more time in nature, breathing in nature, you know, going, going for walks without my phone and, you know, paying more attention in nature and, and just allowing the messages to come through, you know, there's so much noise that goes on on a day-to-day -day basis. And I, I used to find myself always wanting to consume information and, you know, learn new things, which is great, but it was very rare that, during the day, I wasn't consuming some sort of noise. So nature has been my refuge to go and just breathe in nature and just, and just listen and, and, you know, and see what comes up. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, one, one thing on nature, I, I heard recently that we're living in the everlasting now on Instagram, on Facebook, right? Every single piece of content you see was produced in the past two days. Right. <laughs> and there's this lack of, you know, long-standing content that mm. it's just, you know, you have to find a way to to seek it out because the medium has changed. Right. And one thing, you know, I I went on a friend uh, a run with friends today in the Green Belt. You know, we did ten miles and it was absolutely amazing. Right. We didn't even talk that much with each other. We just ran in silence, and it it just gives you so much perspective to, to kind of like filter out the 99% that's irrelevant. So you come back to the 1% that matters. And we, at the end, we all like exclaimed, you know, like, even if this has no meaning, like in our lives, that was fulfilling, right? Like yeah. that, that was significant. Just morning, you know, Tuesday morning run with, with friends, like fills you up. Um, yeah. It's like there, there's inherent value. So thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that final question, Alex. New Year's resolutions, any big goals for 2024? What's what's on your plate? What are you looking at? Well, it's a good question. I I I actually enjoy New Year's resolutions. I know there's there's a lot of yeah. mixed mixed feelings out there, and a lot of people think it's bullshit, but um for me it's an opportunity to set goals and I I get inspired by goals because I like to hit them. So, you know, I have I have big aspirations for for my company, Eons, we're launching a lot of really cool products this year. We're, we're launching things that have never been created before. So for me, that's really exciting as an entrepreneur is to have an idea and then bring it to market. Um, so that's, you know, to, to execute on these goals is a big thing. But the, on a more natural, holistic side, I've been spending the first 10 minutes of my morning in silence. I wake up and I turn on the sauna. And while the sauna is heating up, I just go and sit in silence, no phone, no nothing. And I just allow whatever comes up to come up. And so my, my new goal for the new year is to spend more time in silence. And I'm, I'm taking the first, at least 10 minutes of the day. I try to go for a walk in the afternoon with my dog as well. 
but um yeah just more time in nature more more quiet time um and i believe that's the one of the keys where you get these you know these codes these these downloads as they call them from god or from source um to go and be able to execute on these these goals you know so it's kind of all connected yes do you want to do you want to speak on eons for a minute just so uh, the audience knows what you're what you're creating yeah, sure. So Eons is a, a mushroom brand we created. Uh, it combines biotechnology with nature's technology, mushrooms that have been around for eons. You know, mushrooms are the oldest technology in this world. There's a the largest living organism in the world is the mycelium network that really connects all plants and trees and transport nutrients and water. So it's uh, it's combining nature and, and nature's technology um, and biotechnology to make really effective products that people feel. We do that using bioavailability. We have 14 patents on bioavailability. So we're able to take these molecules, get them in human bodies, better, faster, stronger. So you really feel the effects. And we're doing that to solve, you know, common modern day problems like sleep, anxiety, productivity, gut health. Um, so yeah, we have, um, you know, a new sleep product coming out that I believe is the most effective all natural sleep product ever created. I know that's a bold statement, but we spent two years on it and invested a bunch of money into these, these biotechnologies. So it's really exciting. And then also we have a, the first legal psychedelic microdose coming out in Q2. Uh, that's also really exciting game changer. No one's ever done it before. So yeah, these are the things that, that keep me excited. And the more time I spend in nature, the more I get ideas and, and answers how to, how to do this stuff. So it's, it's been a really fun experience. Wow. Wow. I, I am fascinated. I, um, I'll be following you and, uh, hope to, to try your product, um, soon enough. Yeah. I'll and, send you some. Yeah. Yes. There, there we go. Um, awesome. Alex, once again, just want to thank you for coming on this podcast. Uh, thank you for your time. And this was absolutely informative. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was great.